This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros spring ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com slash spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros, the Palm Beaches. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Astroline on Sports Talk 790. I'm Todd Callis, joined by Steve Spark. Sparky, it's been a fun offseason, but it picked up in intensity big time this past week with the Astros adding one of the best relief pitchers in the last 15 or 20 years, Josh Hader. You know what, Todd? It was so quiet for such a long time. We were just going, what are, what are the Astros going to do? I mean, were the prices too high on the free agents? What's going on? Are they going to have to make a trade? What's going to happen to this back end of the bullpen, especially when Kendall Graveman went down with the injury and surgery? So for the Astros to go out there and splurge uh, for such a, a great pitcher, the best free agent reliever on the market. Man, you can't say enough about what Jim Crane and Dana Brown did to get him in the fold. It's amazing that he has come full circle because you kept watching Hayter's career and he he just shot out as after he was with the Astros, traded to the Brewers, then with the Padres. Every time you watch this guy, it's pretty close to complete domination with what he has done against hitters with batting average against and strikeouts per nine. Yeah, intimidating. Yeah. I mean, he's got that delivery that's really wicked on a lefty in particular. You're thinking he's throwing the ball from behind you. I'll tell you a story. I was watching him as a minor leaguer with the Astros, and he was throwing a bullpen session in spring training for the minor league pitching coach, Doug Brocale, who was the double-A pitching coach at the time. And he was throwing next to this other guy, and they were both throwing bullpens, and they were both dotting with phenomenal stuff. Both guys were just electric. I remember thinking, and I think I told Brocale too, is like, man, I, I – I like the stuff, you know. I see what they they're talking about, but man, I don't think Hater can stay healthy. I mean, I just think he's going to break. He was thin as a rail, and the other guy pitching next to him was McCullers. And I said, <laughs> Hater is just not going to stay healthy. Wow. That's what an idiot I am. Well, they both could uh, go on to be uh, huge pieces to this 2024 puzzle. Uh, the Astros now, after the Grayman injury. Going out and getting Hater, it seemed like they were ha- hanging right around that collect- collective bargaining tax uh, threshold for a while, and now they jump way ahead of it. So you wonder what that means for the future of the team now that they're already they're not straddling a line anymore with the addition of Josh Hader. Well, Jim Crane's always said this, and he's even said that privately. Yep. You know that you know if it makes sense, he's not afraid to go over that line. It's just got to make sense. He's going to remain. Discipline. He's going to compete and, and try to go after the best talent available and put a great product on the field. But if it doesn't make sense, why would he do it? And, and, you know, as a businessman, I, I respect that. But uh, uh, it's put up or shut up time sometimes when you get a player where you got a chance to go out there and make a big splurge like they did with Josh Hader. Uh, he's proven once again that he's willing to to go above and beyond what it might take to to get other other players. And you mentioned the fact that he's lefty. And the, the Astros have been very right-handed dominant for the last few years out of the bullpen. They've had, had, they've had righties that have been able to get lefties out. But to have a lefty, and if Ben Souza can replicate what he did at the end of last year, now you've got two potential lefties out of your bullpen that can get a segment of the lineup out that's lefty heavy a couple of times, once maybe in the sixth or seventh inning and then again late in the game. Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the key is, like, you got to find that situational one for the fifth, sixth, or seventh inning to go along with Hayter because Hayter's the eighth or the ninth. Mm-hmm. And to find somebody situationally, you're looking for somebody who can spin it who can bend it a little bit, get those tough lefties out. I think Parker Mushinsky might fall in that as well, but Sousa certainly shined uh, at at the tail end of the last season too. So they've got options really taught for the first time in a few years. It's an exciting time. Spring training right around the corner. I know during Fan Fest, 
the the news about Josh Hader had just happened. So that kind of changed the whole dynamic. I, we were starting that week going into FanFest thinking, okay, we'll talk a little bit about what the outfield looks like, maybe Victor Caratini, the backup catcher. But, I, you know, I would say I don't know what your experience was, but 75 to 90% of everybody that I talked to today was excited about the Josh Hader signing. Yeah, they, rightly so. Yeah. You know, and I was anxious to talk about it too. It's yeah. just – it's just very exciting. You know, it's a five-year commitment uh, to one of the best relief pitchers that we've seen in a long time in the prime of his career. He's 29 years old, so he's still in his prime. And the Astros, and I think this is what it tells me too, is this window is going to stay open for a long time because it looks like with that type of commitment, they're pushing this thing out there for quite a while. And we've talked about certainly that there's a couple of guys whose contracts – are up or yeah. become free agents in a, in a year, in two years. But this is pushed out to five years now. Jordan Alvarez is pushed out to that. You know, you're starting to look at some of these pieces that are already in place for the, that next wave. I think that speaks uh, volumes about what they're planning to do for the next five, six years or the foreseeable future at least. It's an interesting thought, and that's kind of leading to my final question before we hear some FanFest interviews we'll check out. Uh, Joe Espada and Dana Brown, they talk about the recent move of picking up Josh Hader. We'll also hear from Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, and Lance McCullers Jr., all part of FanFest in just a little while. But uh, you mentioned that window not closing. And after this year, Altuve and Bregman are up. After that, it's Framber Valdez and Kyle Tucker. Before they signed Josh Hader, it seems like they're maybe more likely now to extend other guys because they're already beyond that threshold is that what you're th you're thinking that's my thinking yeah i mean i think that's what that it's almost a statement to the to, in that regard yeah. i believe you know and you know i i think that you know jim crane said this a, a few years ago i'll never forget this he said as long as i'm the owner the window is going to be open and if you're a fan well, what else do you want to hear from an owner and i know sometimes fans will be up in arms uh, about things that go slowly maybe in an off season or in the hot stove but man he's proven time and time again that he will put his money where his mouth is and he will go out there and compete to put the best team out on the field that he can and I love him for that if I was a player I would love uh, for him to be my owner that's Steve Sparks I'm Todd Callis our special edition of Astroline on Sports Talk 790 continues. We'll have some interviews from FanFest. Up next, Joe Espada, the manager, and Dana Brown, the general manager of the Houston Astros, right around the corner. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Share the excitement of Astros baseball all season long with 2024 Astros season tickets. When you buy season tickets, you lock in access to 2024 opening day tickets versus the New York Yankees, postseason tickets, and every game in between. That's all the plays, all the giveaways, and all the excitement. All live from your seats at Minute Maid Park. For all the great benefits of being an Astros season ticket holder and to secure your seats, visit Astros.com slash season tickets or call 713-259-8402 today. Come out to Minute Maid Park March 1st through 3rd for the 2024 Astros Foundation College Classic. This three-day tournament will feature some of the top baseball programs in the country. Get your tickets and show off your school pride as Texas, Vanderbilt, Houston, Louisiana, Texas State, and defending national champions LSU battle it out at Minute Maid Park. For ticket options and more information, visit astros.com slash
College Classic. Good afternoon. Thank you very much, Astros fans. It is our pleasure to be here with you for our 2024 Fan Fest. First of all, let me introduce the guys to my right and my left. You know them very well. You just heard who they are. But for the first time, moving from bench coach to manager, please welcome Joe Espada. Thank you. Thank you. And the guy who is bringing back Josh Hader, Dana Brown, general manager. Thank you. Thank you. Let's thank start you. right there. How did you do this? <laughs> well, you know, we were in the front office the other day. We knew we had to do something in the bullpen. And uh, we were getting together and we were looking at some of the relievers and we saw the prices of some of these guys and we were like, man, we should probably just go after Hader. So we went into Jim's uh, office. We talked to him about it. He was on board. And so we called up the agent and we got it moving. Ended up getting it done. That was an incredible 48, 72 hours. How are you feeling right now? How did you enjoy your, what was your reaction when you knew it was a done deal? Yeah, I was excited because I know this gives us a chance to get back to the World Series, which all the fans deserve, yes. Uh, these Astro fans press out, and I drove up today. I saw all the fans outside of the building. And so we really want to bring a world championship back here. And so we're excited about having them, and uh, we want to get this done. The other thing you said, which surprised me a little bit, you're not done. No, we're not done. I mean, we, we have guys coming up with ideas every day. And so we're going to continue to grind if we can improve even a little bit more that gives us more of an opportunity to get back to the postseason and win the world series so we're going to take questions from out here in the stands in a little while but we'll we'll talk here with dana and joe joe your reaction to getting one of the best relief pitchers in major league baseball i was pumped <laughs> i was pumped um dana got on it right away he informed me what was going on and I'm like, you know, if we could get this done, improve our team, um, the impact that he'll have on the back end of our bullpen, the excitement that he brings. Our fans deserve this. The city deserves it. So I'm excited to uh, add that hater to the back end of our bullpen. You've got Brian Abreu, who could close for a lot of teams. Yes. You've got Ryan Presley, who's been a stud since he's been an Astro. Doesn't give up any earned runs in the postseason. Now you've got Josh Hader. You basically have three guys that could, could pitch high leverage in the back end of the game. How do you figure that all out? You know, I, I think that will get figured out itself. That will get played out itself. Um, those guys at any minute, you could deploy them any way you want. Um, and they're going to give you big outs, big moments. They want to be on the big stage and, you know, and I'm excited to at any given time take, you know, send those guys out there to get big outs for us. And you might have other guys in the bullpen. And when you have three yeah. big weapons like that, like in the past, when you have a closer and a, and, and a setup guy in the eighth inning, you almost always use them in a close and late. You might be able to use two of those three guys and then have your third guy available the next day. Or you can mix and match a lot better when you have more weapons, right? Co correct. And, you know, those guys, will they're going to find themselves pitching in the ninth inning, all three of them, because not all of them will be up that same day. Right. Or if you use two of the three, like you said, um, another guy might find himself throwing the eighth inning, depending on the pocket that we are in. So it's a good, it's a good situation to have those guys and those weapons. You've seen a lot of the guys. You had some time with the coaching staff last night. What's everybody's reaction been? How much does that get them more excited to get rolling here in 2024? You already had a good team before the Josh Hader acquisition. It's like Dana said, we're always looking for ways to improve our roster. And we did that. Uh, yesterday and the players reaction the text messages I get from them the excitement you know the emojis it's just they're they, they felt it just the same way I felt it because it puts it in, a, in, the, in the right path to get back to the World Series where that's what we are here for is to win and and get back to late October take us behind the scenes which player uses emojis the best oh they all do um, <laughs> I think Tuck is, has the best emojis. He's all about the emojis. 
Um, and there's some guys that just are very creative. I'm like, where did you, where you find this stuff, man? How, how you get to do this stuff? But they, uh, they're excited about our club, and uh, we can't wait to get down to South Florida and get working. Dana and Joe, uh, when you look forward to 2024 spring training, obviously you just helped out your bullpen, but there's a lot of faces that are also new in addition to the bullpen. You've got a new catcher to go along with Yiner Diaz. Tell us, Dana, about the acquisition of Victor Caratini and why you're excited about what he can provide for Astros fans this year. Yeah, part of our goal uh, was to improve the pin and backup catcher. And we feel that Diaz earned the job, so he's going to be the everyday guy. And he had a good year last year. He showed a lot of power. Um, and so getting a guy like Caratini to back him up, we, if, if Diaz gets a foul tip off the hand or the ankle or something like that, we feel like Caratini could play five days in a row. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit better than a backup. He's a guy that could probably start on some other clubs. So we really solidified our catching position. Um, and that was one of the things we wanted to do. He's a switch hitter and um, he's got some leadership skills. And so we feel that the combination of him and Diaz is gonna really solidify our catching positions. Joe, you know Victor very well. What are your thoughts that you can share with Astros fans about what to expect? Yeah, so he, uh, Victor has been here for two weeks now. Um, he's been waiting with the staff and our front office and we just wanted to hear from him. We want to hear his thoughts, his process, how he goes about his business. And we wanted to show it our information, how we prepare our pitchers, how we prepare our catchers. And the dialogue has been fantastic. He's attitude, he's a winner. Um, I have known him for years, so it's exciting to have him back around. And you fans, you guys are going to enjoy having, uh, watching Victor play and what he brings to the table is going to be very exciting. So guys, the other interesting area to talk about is the outfield. You've got a lot of candidates that can play outfield this year. Joe, we'll start with you. You know Tuck's going to be in right field every day. He hopefully will play 150, 155, 160 games, do his thing, finish somewhere in the top five, maybe even win MVP. Uh, left field and center field. Tell us about how you see that shaking out. You've got a lot of guys that can play out there. Jordan, Mauricio, Chaz, Jake. What are your thoughts? All right, so, so it gave us an opportunity for us to mismatch, you know, to meet and match and put guys in a position to succeed, right? Having Jake's defense, you know, McCormick's flexibility to play center and left. Jordan can play some, le you know, can play left. And like you mentioned, Dubon, he's like our Swiss Army, right? He can just do anything on the field, go glove uh, defender. So it's, it's, it gives us weapons, it gives me options to be aggressive in, you know, late in the game and put guys in a position, put our team in a position to win some games late in the game. Dana, too, uh, also in that area, your thoughts about the outfield and how it's shaping up going into 2024? Yeah, just uh, giving Joe's the flexibility to mix and match and match a roster. Um, we really like Dubon when he plays in center. Um, and the fact that Chaz McCormick could play left and center that's exciting as well. And, you know, if we wanted to go a defensive day, if we're going to fly ball pitcher, we can start uh, Jake Myers in center. So just, just having that flex flexibility gives us the opportunity to win more baseball games. And uh, that's a good thing. We talked about Josh Shader. We talked about Ryan Presley. We talked about Brian Abreu. That's three guys out of a bullpen. There's a lot more guys to fill in those spots. We know Rafael Montero. Uh, tell us about some of the other guys. We just saw Bennett Sousa walk by here. He had quite a short stint, but quite a, a jump in his time with the Astros as a lefty out of the bullpen. Tell us about some of the other people people can look forward to seeing out of the bullpen this year. Yeah, and, and those, are, those are key roles because you need a bridge to get to those late inning guys. So, you know, starters are, Come, you know, getting out of the game, coming out of the game in the fifth or the sixth, you need some reliable arms to get you to the back end of our bullpen. So guys like Montero, guys like Sousa, you know, guy that we just got from Kansas City Coleman, those are valuable pieces, and we have more coming, more around that will be competing for a spot in the bullpen that I feel really comfortable at any time giving the ball to get big outs for us in the middle of the game. What about the acquisition of Dylan Coleman? That's somebody you got from Kansas City this offseason. Yeah, so Coleman's uh, power fastball up to 97, and he had a really good year in 2022, and not so good in 23. 
and we really feel that as bullpen guys, they, they have a lot of ups and downs, and we want to kind of buy low right now and get an opportunity to get a guy that could get come in relief and throw 97 and get outs. This is a fan forum, which means fans can participate with questions to the manager and the general manager, Joe Espada and Dana Brown. We have two representatives out in the crowd with microphones, so we'll go right here up the aisle to our first question today. So this question is go. for Joe. First, congratulations. Thank you. Second, you're taking over for a legend in Dusty Baker. What are your thoughts and plans for how to motivate the team, keep things moving, reinvigorate um, in that regard? You, you know, uh, thank you for the question. Uh, you know, I, I would never try to replace, uh, you know, replacing Dusty's shoes. I think that would be a very difficult thing to do. Hall of Fame manager. And I think Dusty did a tremendous job leading this team. He let, you know, he put this team in a really good position for us to continue success. So my job is to protect our culture and continue pushing these guys forward. But he let, you know, he left the team in a really good spot. And I'm happy to have the opportunity to follow up in his footsteps. Go ahead, another question. Oh, uh, this question is for Joe. Um, other than winning the World Series, what else are you looking forward to doing with the Astros? Oh, uh, you know, winning the World Series is the ultimate goal, right? That's what we're here for. Uh, but I, I really, I just really enjoy, you know, our guys, our players, our city. You know, you fans, you know, I, I love coming to the ballpark every day and giving, you know, push our guys to give everything they got because this environment brings the best out of us. So those are the things that really I'm passionate about. It's just coming here and, and working and try to do the best we can to make you guys, you know, be proud of our group. We'll keep going with questions from the fans. Go ahead. Um, hi, yeah, uh, congratulations, Joe. First of all, everybody in Puerto Rico is very happy for you. Saludo, gracias, gracias. Yeah. So, uh, uh, overall, like, how excited is uh, all the new guys uh, to, to come to this, uh, this organization? So, can you repeat? Uh, how excited is it, it, all the new guys coming to this organization? You know, they, they are super excited. You know, they're coming to a team that is always in a position to uh, go, go to the World Series, so that's, excites, you know, that, that's exciting. Um, they know what he, you know. They understand the process. They know how our demands and our goals. So they're 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 super, you know, excited about giving everything they got and and, and you know giving it, you know leaving everything on the baseball field. We have a young fan up here. Go ahead. What's your favorite food? My favorite food. <laughs> Being from Puerto Rico, rice and beans. I like tostones, mofongo. I don't get to eat it very often, but anytime I get a chance, I, I find myself a nice Puerto Rican spot or Latin spot to get me a nice Latin meal. Dana, what do you have? Um, I guess I'm in Texas. My favorite food is steak. <laughs> <laughs> I like a nice medium steak, so that would be it. Congratulations, Joe. Well Thank deserved. You. Um, my question is, what role, if any, do you see Forrest Whitley playing this year? Good question. Good question. Um, you know, Forrest has been around for a while, and we all know um, his potential. And he's finally healthy. Um, he's excited to coming to camp and competing for a spot. Um, I think at some point, Forrest is going to help us. Uh, you guys are very much aware that every year, someone comes in and, you know, breaks camp with us, uh, makes uh, or comes in in June and July and makes big appearances for us and helps us uh, get into into the playoffs. So I'll see I see Forrest being one of those guys that at some point this year, either out of camp or during the season, helping us uh, accomplish our goals. Dana, as we look at the pitching staff, we've talked a lot about the bullpen. The starting rotation has six guys that are healthy that have made starts for you guys at the end of last season. Uh, you've got two guys that are coming back from injury at some point. Actually, why don't you do that first? Update us on what your hopes are for the return of Luis Garcia and Lance McCullers Jr. And then how do you see all these starters shaking out in that starting rotation at the end of the day? Yeah, one of my uh, visions for this club is to make sure we have starter depth. 
when you have starter depth, it leads to a lot of wins and it leads to the postseason. And so when you get a guy like McCullers healthy and you get a guy like Garcia healthy, it can add a boost to the club. Both of those guys are currently throwing. They're stretching it out. They're getting up to about 100 feet. We hope that they're back by late July, early August. And it would be like trade acquisitions. And when you add those kind of guys back to your pitching staff, that will be a nice little boost. And so we really feel like they're both healthy and they're throwing. And uh, we're, we're going to be pretty good. Joe, you've got some, some good candidates, though, before those guys come back and are healthy. Uh, at the end of last year, you had Jose Arquiti fill in for J.P. France. Those two guys obviously are back. Hunter Brown, Christian Javier, and your two aces, Justin Verlander and Framber Valdez. Do you see, how do you see that shaking out? Are all those guys potentially going to be in a six-man, or do you see one of those guys possibly helping out in the bullpen? Uh, yes, you know, you know the, how long the season is, and we go through stretches where we're going to need to have a six-man rotation. But I feel really, really good about, about our starters. Um, Javier, Christian Javier, um, Orkides, who was hurt but showed that he's capable of providing, you know, a lot of innings for us. We've seen what he's done in the postseason and um, excited about those guys and also some of our prospects that are coming up that at some point we're going to need, we're going to need all these arms for us to, to get where we want to get to. So um, you guys are going to be really excited about, about our, you know, about our futures uh, and uh, our rotation, you know, they're going to be better than, they, than what they were last year. I like it. All right, we have more fan questions. We've got about eight minutes left, so go ahead, Al. I was going to ask, like, when players get into a slump, is there anything y'all do as, like, an organization or managers to help them regain their confidence? Yeah, we have conversations with them all the time. We, we do. We do. We are, we understand that, you know, how difficult this game is and the challenges. Um, but what we do really well, we lean on one another. They know that uh, one day could be, they could be the hero, the next day is going to be someone else. So. We have a very united core of players and group, and uh, we just we're there for one another. So to make sure that those slumps are short and uh, we're ready to move forward. But uh, our team is known for having each other's back, which is what makes us, uh, you know, having this group uh, being so good on the field. Another question. Um, what is the go-to snack of the players? Go-to snack. snack. Oh man, sunflower seeds. Uh, I think it's that the, the to-go snacks. Um, they have those peanut butter and jelly little. I don't know how they call that. Those players love them. So I think those are the, the most popular snacks in that clubhouse. So as we get ready for 2024 data, since Colin McHugh finished top five in Rookie of the Year balloting back in 2014, the Astros have had at least one player in the top five of the rookie of the year voting nine of the last 10 years. Nobody else in the American League has had more than five years in that 10 year span. So you got a nice little legacy going with guys coming up and making impact as rookies. Who could potentially make that 10 out of 11 years that could help this team this year as a rookie that we haven't seen before? Yeah, I'll give you two. I'll give you one pitcher and one position player. Uh, Spencer Arigetti is a right-hand pitcher who's really good, good track man data, good fastball. He could come onto the scene. And we also have Jacob Melton. Melton is a power-hitting uh, outfielder who could play center, may end up in right one day, but he can play center now and he can steal bases. So he's got a combination of speed and power, and it's a left-hand bat which is even more exciting. So those are two really good young prospects. So Joe, as we sit here on January 20th, the first spring training game is one month and four days away. It's gonna be a lot warmer in West Palm Beach <laughs> than it is right here. Some of these fans are gonna be at, at these games. And especially early on in the spring, you get a chance to show the fans some guys that could be part of the future for the Astros. Who are some of the names or the faces? We just heard a couple from Dana that you're excited about and want the Astros fans to be excited about that they may see in those early games, some young stars. 
Yeah, Dana mentioned two of them. You know, I'm also looking forward to some of our young infielders that are going to be in minicamp, getting an opportunity to play them early in camp. Um, also, guys that are being up and coming on the fast track for a couple of years, and they're like about to join, you know, join us at the major league level. So Loper Feeder is one of those guys that excites me, and you know, left-hander bat, and uh, so. You know, you guys are going to have an opportunity to see these guys, and it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to get started. Yeah, yeah one month and four days for our first spring training game, two months and eight days until baseball starts for real. Crazy, right? All right, where are our people with the microphones? We have like four minutes left, so we'll get a couple more questions. Go ahead. First of all, I want to congratulate uh, Joe Spada for your new Thank job. You. Thank you. My question is about Pedro Leon. What can we expect? Are we going to expect? Are we going to see him on, on the big team? You know he's. Pedro uh, Leon. Yeah, you know, you know what? He's actually one of those players that I I was just referring to, that he's close. He's been pushing for for many years, so he, he's he's close. And I think he you know he he brings a lot of tools to the table, um, and he's a guy that any minute can come up here and help us. So that's a good name because he's a player to be to keep an eye on for sure. Dana, any thoughts on Pedro? Yeah, so for me, I'm used to scouting young players like Leon, and he he really can run. He's got some power, and I think he's got a chance to play center, center field. And so sometimes prospects will take a dip, and then they'll come back, and they'll come on like gangbusters. So let's hope this guy really turn the corner and be as special as we thought he was going to be. All right, I think we have time for one or two more over here to our left. Young fan in an orange Astros hat. Go ahead, what's your question? What good, what's good advice to become an Astro player? What's good advice to become an Astros player? You want to start yeah, with the scout? I'll take the that scout. one. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a scout, I love that question, so thank you for that. Um, you know, we go out and we watch players all the time. We watch them run, throw, hit, and do all those things that make them special. And so it takes a guy that practices a lot, that masters his game, and continues to get better. And, of course, you got to get a little stronger. you got to eat right and be ready and we'll we'll scout you <laughs> all right one final question go ahead sir how are things going on jose altuve's extension uh, keeping him here as an astro for the rest of his career yeah dana brown what are your thoughts <laughs> yeah so at some point we're gonna start to talk to altuve about this um you know of course we want altuve here he's like the energizer bunner for this club and he brings the energy every day. He's the leadoff guy. He's a special human being. And he's done some wonderful things here in Houston. So we'd love to keep him around. We are going to have some conversations about keeping him here. And uh, we'll be excited. Well, fans, you guys, speaking of energy, you guys bring it every night. This place jumps. It's because of you. I know Dana and Joe, any final thoughts for the fans as we get ready for 2024? Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. And let's go. Let's go. And I like to say, when you sit out in this cold weather to support your team, it means so much to me. Yeah. I am freezing right now. <laughs> and the fans continue to pour into the stadium to support us. So Thank we you. appreciate it. Let's Thank go. you. It's awesome. The Texas Children's Houston Open is back, and tickets are on sale right now. Be the first to grab your spot at Houston's premier PGA tournament. Whether you're a golf fan or just a fan of a good time, come enjoy world-class play, great food and drinks, a kid zone, and even a tailgating zone. It's a whole vibe, y'all. The Texas Children's Houston Open is March 28th through the 31st at Memorial Park. Visit tchouopen slash tickets 
today. Thanks to Joe Espada and Dana Brown. We will hear from them again as we continue on in spring training and future Astroline shows. We have plenty more coming up on this edition of Astroline, a special Fan Fest edition. When we come back, we will hear from the shortstop, Jeremy Pena, from the right fielder, Kyle Tucker, and from the starting pitcher coming back this year off of injury, Lance McCullers Jr., all those guys right around the corner. You're listening to a special edition of Astroline on Sports Talk 790. The second annual Cactus Jack HBCU Classic is set to make its return to Minute Maid Park on Friday, February 16th through Sunday, February 18th. The field will feature Houston area's Prairie View A&M and Texas Southern University, plus Southern University, Grambling State, Jackson State, and Alcorn State University. Get your tickets, rep your colors, and get ready for a weekend of baseball and events for tickets and more information visit astros.com slash hbcu classic today memberships for the 2024 buddies club presented by heb are on sale now children 12 and under will receive tickets to select astros games during the 2024 season a reversible bucket hat backpack socks and lanyard plus the opportunity to be selected for exclusive buddies club experiences including the chance to meet houston astros players all for only forty dollars don't miss your chance to be part of the club today visit astros.com buddies to join again, astros fans we welcome you home to minute Maid park we're so happy that you're a part of our 2024 astros fan fest a lot going on today including our very special fan forums and our next fan forum gets underway right now as we head down to the third base side, right to the fan forum stage, as we send it down to the field to welcome in Astros players Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, and Lance McCullers Jr. Now, they are on hand to discuss, among other things, fashion, food, and life off the field. And now, very happy to send it down from Space City Home Network, our very own Jeff Blum. Afternoon, Blummer. Thank you, Bob. It's good to be down here, and I appreciate the introduction of the fellows who need no introduction. And obviously, we're going to talk a little bit something other than baseball, and these guys are extremely good at it. And I think that baseball's changed a little bit. The NFL, the NBA have all these walk-in type shows. And now the Astros creative department gives you guys the opportunity to walk in through the tunnels, lit up, flashes being taken. Do you guys enjoy that part of it? Is that fun for you guys? We do enjoy it. You know, I think the walk-in is a way for us to show you guys what we look like outside of the baseball uniform, you know, and uh, give you a little taste of our style, our music, our dress, our food, and uh, yeah, I like where the game's going. Yeah, I like it, except when they ambush us, and I didn't know it was coming, and I'm wearing no like, heads up. shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm like, damn, y'all did it, did me dirty, I didn't know you guys were doing the shoot today, then Tucker's been planning his outfit for at least two weeks. So, <laughs> okay, first of all, this guy comes dre best dressed every single day. So it's not like he gets caught off guard. All right. So he's prepared at all times. So you guys get no heads up. They just all of a sudden you walk in and it's fluorescent lights and the nah, red carpet. It's every Friday. <laughs> oh, so okay. So Tuck, you just said Lance is the best dressed on the entire ball club. Yeah, so it, it, it's not just on the Fit Fridays that he is. It's it's Monday through Sunday, every single day. So, um, yeah, you, I mean, you can see right now he's I was saying stylish, the, the, the shoes, right? <laughs> the, sh the shoe game for Lance is off the charts. What, yeah. what, what style are we wearing? What's the fashion? I mean, it's pretty good. It was better in my younger days. A lot of diapers were changing now, so. All right, what, uh, who's the worst dressed? Yeah, can we throw him under the bus? I'm gonna go Chaz. Oh yeah, Chaz is definitely the worst dressed. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. What is it about Chaz that he needs to improve on? Um, I mean, when Chaz was a rookie, he, well, he, I, he can't figure out the, the jean size thing. His jeans are always like super saggy. So one day I like went to the store, bought him a belt, gave him the belt. I said, "Listen, man, um, your pants need to stop sagging. Here's your belt." The next day, pants are sagging. 
He's like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. I forgot my belt in the closet. Interesting. Somehow, I'm not sure if that shocks anybody in this ballpark right now. Um, how about on the road? Is Do you guys like get because dress has changed on the plane. Do you guys miss wearing suits? Do you like wearing suits? Or do you enjoy just going jeans and whatever you want on the plane? I know Pena don't like wearing suits. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm kind of out on suits too. Now, I mean, I'm a fan of the comfy look. You know, the, the suit's a clean look. But uh, it's a struggle to be putting it on, taking it off after the game. And, uh, but it's a clean look, so we do it. I like the suits. I, when, I, when I debuted in 15, uh, it was still really heavy, had to wear suits, couldn't change on the plane, like suit the whole time, uh, dress shoes on the road, like the whole thing. So now I got a bunch of suits just collecting dust. Sitting in the corner. Tuck, you wore a suit this off season, right? I think it was pretty formal. Yeah? Yeah. Congratulations, yeah, if it's okay you. to say that. Appreciate it. Because I saw a picture on social media, all y'all dressed up in the tuxedo looking good. Congratulations to Kyle Tucker. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. Now, one of the fun things is how good your clubhouse is together. Jeremy, you being the youngest one on this panel, and what's it like when you do come into the clubhouse? Is it just a free-for-all if you're wearing something that maybe isn't jiving with everybody in there that you get, like, you get the peanut gallery chirping at you? Now we have a great time with it, you know, it's a, uh, the clubhouse is not a safe place for anybody, you know, anybody could get it in the clubhouse, you know, you show up with not a good fit, you're going to hear it from everybody. Same thing for you guys, do you enjoy now being the elder statesman, being able to kind of dish it out a little bit? I mean, we, we help each other out with everything. Um, you can catch a couple strays in there, but um, no, nah, we, we have a pretty good clubhouse. Everyone's, you know, uh, friendly and, you know, everyone's here to help each other out and help each other get better. So um, we, we do get on, get on each other at times, but for the most part, it's all, it's all fun. I think it depends on where your locker's at. Sometimes some of us got lockers like right near the doors, sneak in. Other guys like Chaz got to walk through the whole locker room. So maybe that's why we feel like he gets it the worst. <laughs> the walk of shame for poor Chaz. Um, fashion's changed a little bit too. It, it can be on the field. Uh, you guys have a little more, uh, you know, you'd be a little more liberal with the spikes that you're wearing, the colors. I know you've got a charity that uh, you have kids decorate your shoes and you get to wear them. And you guys don't have to be particular to the team colors. Uh, talk a little bit about your on-field fashion. For the hitters, I know it's a little bit different. You're more limited, Lance, being on the mound. But just kind of go down the line and tell me, you know, about your game day on-field fashion that you get to work with. So on the field nowadays, we kind of have the freedom to express ourselves through our dress and our play. And now the game is uh, it's exciting right now. You can decorate your shoes, uh, add a little flair to it. And uh, yeah, last year I have the foundation, the Pena Pals, where we bring in a few kids every Friday, home games, and they get to, you know, decorate the spikes. I wear them that game, and uh, yeah, it's uh, looking forward to it this year. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Uh, I think a lot of pitchers, you know, now they're a lot of colored gloves. I've been wearing the orange glove for a few years. Uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of guys wear jewelry now, whereas before I don't think really anyone wore jewelry. Um, when I debuted, I felt like you didn't really want to bring attention to yourself, so to speak. So it was like black cleats, black glove, no jewelry. Now you got, I mean, I don't even know how Framber pitches in that necklace sometimes. Um, but you got a lot of guys, you know, wearing, you know, cool necklaces, shoes, kind of the whole thing. It's, it's great. I think fans enjoy it. I think it makes the highlight clips better. I think when guys show emotion, you got the, you know, their own kind of personal style with everything. So I think... Like Payne said earlier, I like the way kind of the game's going. I think it gets the fans, you know, interactive. You see people, I saw people walking around today wearing the Stroud hangout with the seven, kind of how he does it when he plays. So it's, it's I think it's great for the fans. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree with what Lance said. I mean, just kind of expressing your, yourself, there's a lot of stuff you can do outside of the field just to um, kind of showcase that on the field with, you know, your gloves, your cleats or whatever. And it's a lot of, a lot of you know, interactive stuff you can do with the fans. Um, and I'm sure y'all kind of love a lot of it. Um, so I think it just kind of just helps build the game, whether it's, you know, cleats, arm sleeves, chains, 
um, gloves, whatever it is. I think it's great. I think teams do a lot of giveaways too now. People like they'll do like chain giveaways or they'll do like whatever. Not necessarily on our team, but I've seen a lot around the league like doing giveaways where people have like the Soto chains. I think one time in San Diego, I think Acuna had a uh, 13 chain. So you know, there's there's some cool stuff. That's not bad. That's outstanding. But that's that's another thing that you guys do a really good job at is the interactive part of it because you guys are active on social media and fans kind of engage that way. Uh, are the batting gloves? Everybody wants to know about the batting gloves with you, Tuck. Is that a fashion thing or is that a what? what? Oh, yeah, I, I feel like it's a huge thing whenever I'm wearing batting gloves, but whenever it, it's when, turned into its, its own it, animal, it's yeah. <laughs> um, but no, nah, it's just something I started using. Um, and I started hitting better, so I just kept kept it going. So um, I'll probably just continue to use it and see how it goes. And if I start struggling, I'll take them off, see see if that works. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll have them on for a little bit. All right, we are going to move on to music. Another way that these guys can express themselves now with the pitch clock these days, it adjusts how how much of your walk-up music you can actually have playing before you get up there. Um, so there's some adjustments to be made, but at the same time, just kind of go down the line again. We'll start with you, Tuck. Uh, walk-up songs that you've had, your favorite walk-up song, and why? Um, well, I try and do something, you know, f like Houston kind of based. Um, Lance kind of helped me out with a little bit last year too, uh, just with the Travis Scott song. So um, just him, you know, being from Houston, just his impact with throughout Houston. Um, that's kind of just how I try to try to like pick pick my walkout song. They're always bangers, you know. I don't know. There's something fun. Some kind of gets you in the zone, I guess. I mean, when as a pitcher, you get a little bit of a longer run uh, when you're starter. So I got to be cautious of the lyrics, like the whole two two and a half minutes. Um, so you know, I you do your best. You know, kind of pick something you think the fans may enjoy as well as the games kind of get going, but also something that you enjoy as well. So like they said, you know, our walk-up song is shorter than the pitchers, so you need to pick something that hits you right away, you know? So uh, I had Grills last, uh, last year and the year before. That was actually a recommendation by Parker Mushinsky while we were at the hot tub before a game, and uh, yeah, it was a hit, so we kept it. If you're not hitting well with the song, will you change it? Right away. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've noticed Breggy changing his like every... I mean, hey, that dude is as aggressive as anybody I've seen in changing music or facial hair, anything to get the vibe going. Yep. Hey, whatever works. <laughs> I hear you. Um, how about uh, pregame? You guys have some pretty extensive pregame workouts when you're in the cage, the weight room, or you're, you're just trying to get locked in. Is there a game day playlist that you guys have when you got the headphones on trying to lock it in? I mean, the guy to talk to about that is uh, King Tuck right here. He's the one. Well, Tuck's that, the DJ in this clubhouse, DJ. right? He's the DJ okay. in the clubhouse. Yeah, you know, and he, he don't um, miss. <laughs> no, I, I, I try and play a little bit of everything and not, um, like, I'll play some rap, country, Spanish music. Um, kind of just whatever, um, and I try to mix it up. I don't try and play the same thing every single day. Um, you know, a lot of, huh? It's a lot, of, a lot stress. of stress. Springer was the DJ before. Yeah. I don't think Tuck wanted to be the DJ. Well, I don't think he wanted to. Yeah, it just well, kind of happened because yeah, he was next I mean, to Springer's really, locker. Yeah, it was really like spring training. There wasn't anyone playing any music. I was kind of bored. And I didn't really like it, so I just plugged on. But did, like Bluetooth my phone and phone and it just went from there and everyone just expects me to play music every day. But did Springer take you under his wing, mentor you at all, say do this, don't do that, avoid these guys or No, I mean he he did his own thing and he was great at it, but I just kinda somehow got it and just kept it going, so Who who's got a taste in music that you won't add to the playlist? Is there somebody in there just listens to you know, like thrash metal and you're like, We're not playing that? Are you all on the same page? I don't think we have any a lot of heavy metal guys in the clubhouse. Um, I, I like country music, but it tends to be played a lot on day games, and I think we're already a little bit sleepy on day games, so I got a little, a little bone to pick about the country music on the day games. I, I play the country music when everyone's trying to walk in, come in, just like chill music, and then later on when it gets a little closer, game time, I hype it up a little bit. So. Those are pressy days. Gradually step it up. Day games are rough all the way around. Um, 
Is there any <laughs> musical artist that you've wanted to meet and met? or that you want to look forward to possibly meeting someday? Because I know that you guys have become popular enough to pretty much have access to anyone. So one artist that I wanted to meet, that I actually got to meet, was Lil Wayne. You know, Lil Wayne was somebody that I listened to a lot, you know, middle school, high school. And we still do listen to him. But one artist that I do want to meet is Bad Bunny. You know, I've never had the, had the chance to meet him, but um, hopefully one day. Yeah, it was Wayne, and when he came to the field this year, uh, all of us got him a, like a custom pendant. Uh, we gave it to him, kind of just like coming out, showing love. It was like a World Series pendant. Uh, so we got that made for him, and he loved it. And uh, he's actually been still pretty involved, watching a lot of our games, things like that. So uh, that, for me, that was the, one of the coolest moments. Uh... I mean, we met a lot of really, uh, you know, cool people last year. I mean, like, like I said, Lil Wayne came in. Uh, Travis comes around a lot. Uh, I think Cody Johnson came in for a little bit. Um, so, I mean, th those guys are phenomenal people and really cool to hang out with. Um, so, I mean, I, don't, I mean, if anyone else wants to come and hang out and do whatever, we're for it. <laughs> Open invitation. No Nickelback, yeah. though. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to talk a little bit about food, but I want everybody to know we're going to open it up for maybe one or two questions i know we're running a little short on time but just have maybe one or two crowd questions ready but uh just going to go down the line again uh pre-game meals you know is there something in particular that you go to before games and i mean for position players it's got to be something different every day right now go ahead I don't play that often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's the pregame quesadillas. Our chefs do a great job, and those quesadillas do not miss. You know, every game, that's a go-to. I don't even have to order them anymore. They just have it ready as soon as I walk in, and it's, uh, they don't get old. Tuck. Uh, last year, I was big into the... Nah. Um, Tuck likes like, to eat a big bowl of cinnamon toast crunch. Nah, that's like a little snack. <laughs> um, he is not lying. Nah, uh, he, he gets the whole big bowl. It's like a big bowl. He gets the cinnamon toast crunch, pours it in there. It's good. But he bro. rakes. It's good. Um, that, might, that might be the key. I might have to start doing that too. Bro, low key. I didn't want to like give, give away my secrets or anything. Um, but no, I was big on like a buffalo chicken Caesar wrap last year. So I, that was kind of my thing last year. Um, like Peña was saying, our chefs are phenomenal. So, um, you know, really anything they whip up is good. I still get a little nervous when I, when I pitch. So yeah. like as the day goes, I'll eat earlier in the day. I try to eat like pancakes and stuff in the morning. And then as the day goes, I try to force down whatever I can. But, you know, I get a little antsy when, when, you, get, when you get to play, you get to pitch, you know, as a starter. You know, every once every five days, sometimes six, um, just depending. So, um, plus I got a pretty strict routine when I get here. So just try to focus on that and and get out there. We have these little things called stingers. They're like little, they're like little honeycombs almost, right? They're like waffles. Yeah, they're kind of like waffles or like thin waffles with like honey and stuff in them. Probably just a bunch of sugar, but. I'll eat those when I'm pitching. They're nice little fire. kick. I see Altuve crushing those things in the They're dugout. fire. You guys okay. should go pick some up, actually. There we go. <laughs> quick, quick endorsement. Uh, how about on the road? Is there a particular city that you enjoy going to because there's one restaurant that uh, has great food, hooks you up, or they just treat you extremely well? Uh, to start with you, Tuck. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's like a few places kind of I, I kind of forget about them until we go there. Uh, but you know, we try and you know get together for lunches or dinners for, uh, as much as we can, just because we're playing so much and we're around each other so much. Uh, whenever we have like an off day or like a day game, uh, we try and grab a dinner together and just kind of hang out and enjoy the night. Yeah, I mean, we have we have a lot of off days when we're in Oakland for some reason, so we stay in San Fran. So a lot of the guys will go eat. Um, sometimes if we if we come in and we have the whole off day the next day, we'll shoot out to Napa. Sometimes some boys will get in a van, we'll go out to Napa, spend the day together. Um, LA too, like uh, playing the Angels, we stay down in, um, near the beach. So it's nice and uh, it's usually pretty good weather. Not like today, I'm pretty cold, not lie. Um, but 
honestly, wherever we get some off days, I think everyone enjoys it. You make the best out of it, get dinner with the guys. So it's, a, it's always a good time. It's, it's good for the team to stay together like that. I'm a big fan of playing at Fenway because I grew up in, in New England. So a lot of my family come to the games. I invite a lot of people. And they don't know this, but I invite them because they always bring me food. You know, they bring me home-cooked food. And they think I'm inviting them to the game, but really I'm just missing I'm home cooking. Speaking of home cooking, uh, when you are at home, have any of you taken the adventure of trying to cook at home for the family or friends or anything like that? And if you have, you is there cook? a particular dish? What's up? You say us cook? Yeah, do you, yeah. Got, do you guys cook? Because I know some of you, you've got chefs at home, but has there been anything that you've tried or, you know, I don't know, every, I mean, everybody can barbecue. I mean, that seems pretty standard. I don't think any of us are going to stay up for 18 hours and smoke a tri-tip. Uh, we'd probably just cater something, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> mom love, mom, hey, mom cooks. Grandpa cooks. Okay. Yeah. Not, not so much. Me, I make, I make some scrambled eggs. Solid. And I got the subscription at DoorDash, so I don't get the... Beautiful. They don't charge me that extra. That's how much I order on DoorDash. I feel like cooking is, uh, like, super high stress. <laughs> Like super high stress. I don't know if anyone cooks out here in the on a consistent basis, but super high stress. Got to you got to go get the stuff, prep it, cook it. Your, the time management. And then stuff. you got to do dishes, bro. I'm not even getting there yet. Then, say you, the then you like make it right, part. and you're like, God, I hope everyone likes it. And then you ask them, Do you like it? And they're like, Oh yeah, it's great. And you're like, Are they capping? Like, do they actually not like it? So no, DoorDash is the play. Outstanding. I think we have got a microphone or two. There we go. We're going to have two questions, and then we're going to thank the guys for being here, but we've got a question in the stands. Uh, um, what's up, Lance? Long time no see. I hope it's all as well. What's up, my boy? I was going to ask, when's the next time you're going to stream, and what's all y'all's go-to video game? It's a good question. Um, I miss playing video games. We have two daughters now, so it's tough. Um, but go-to video game growing up was Halo. I uh, fell in love with video games playing Halo. And then Call of Duty as I got older. So I had a, had a Fortnite for a bit. Um, but, you know, Call of Duty for sure. Um, I don't have kids yet, so I got plenty of time. Um, so I'll play, I'll play a good amount of Call of Duty. Um, so that's kind of what I've been rocking with lately. Go-to video games got to be NBA 2K. You know, I'm a big fan of 2K. Play my part. If any of y'all play or any good, DM me and we'll run it. All right, we got one last question right here. Okay, hi, Jeremy and the rest of the guys. Hello. Have you introduced your teammates to Dominican food, like mango? Have you introduced them? I don't need to. Our whole team is Dominican. Everybody's Dominican. <laughs> you know, and our chefs do a great job. You know, we eat mango almost every day for, on day games. Uh, queso frito, salami, huevo frito, everything. We have it all. It's all in there. want to thank everybody for coming out, braving. I know the roof's closed, but it's still freezing in here, so we appreciate everybody coming in here. I think, JP, you got one more? So I'm actually doing this interactive thing with the fans this year where I'm going to let y'all go on the Franklin page and design some batting gloves, and then I'm going to pick the winner, and the winner's going to get batting gloves, and I'm going to bring you out to a game. So uh, you guys are the first ones to hear it, so... Get to designing and DM them to wait, me. Wait, when's the deadline? Before the season, before the season starts. So you have roughly over a month and a half. Make it good. Make them good. All right. Thank the fellas for coming out, and we appreciate you being here for FanFest. Thank you. Spring training is back in the Palm Beaches this spring. Experience Astros baseball, plus the best beaches, dining, and entertainment after the game. There's nothing better than Astros Spring Ball in sunny Florida. For tickets and more, visit astros.com spring to book your trip. Plan your visit now to the spring training home of the Houston Astros. The Palm Beaches.
Welcome back to Asherline. Don't forget the 2024 season tickets are on sale right now. Catch every home run, every double play, and every game of the 2024 season by becoming an Astros season ticket holder and get access to every postseason game. Visit Astros.com slash season tickets to learn more. Welcome back to Astroline on Sports Talk 790. Last week, we wrapped up both Caravan Week and Fan Fest at Minute Maid Park. We appreciate everybody who showed up for that event. The fans braved some cool temperatures. And also, we thank the guys who were on our show today, Joe Espada, Dana Brown, Jeremy Pena, Kyle Tucker, Lance McCullers Jr., all guests on today's Astroline show. A lot of people picked up some great deals at FanFest at Minute Maid Park because the team store was not only open, but they had some great discounts going on. It's a reminder, you can visit the Astros Center Field team store for the latest and the best Astros gear in Houston. From jerseys and caps to authentics and collectibles, the Center Field team store has all fans covered. It's located at Crawford Street and Congress. The Astros Center Field team store open Monday through Saturday. Check out astros.com slash team store for hours then plan your next visit to Minute Maid Park and the Astro Center Field Team Store. Again, thanks to all our guests today. We will be back with more Astroline shows when we head down to spring training Florida. That's right, spring training right around the corner. Pitchers and catchers will report in the middle of the month of February. The first spring training game is February 24th. We will have our first Astro Line show the day before that and throughout spring training down in West Palm Beach. Until then, have a great rest of your evening and enjoy future Astro Lines down the road. Good night, everyone. The second annual Cactus Jack HBCU Classic is set to make its return to Minute Maid Park on Friday, February 16th through Sunday, February 18th. The field will feature Houston area's Prairie View A&M and Texas Southern University, plus Southern University, Grambling State, Jackson State, and Alcorn State University. Get your tickets, rep your colors, and get ready for a weekend of baseball and events. For tickets and more information, visit astros.com slash HBCU Classic today. Share the excitement of Astros baseball all season long with 2024 Astros season tickets. When you buy season tickets, you lock in access to 2024 opening day tickets versus the New York Yankees, postseason tickets, and every game in between. That's all the plays, all the giveaways, and all the excitement. All live from your seats at Minute Maid Park. For all the great benefits of being an Astros season ticket holder and to secure your seats, visit Astros.com slash season tickets or call 713 259 8402 today. See you later!